You're listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast, where we discuss current events, social issues, religious trends, and noteworthy news from a biblical perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Soker. This episode is being released on March 9th, 2023. And this week I'm joined again by Christopher Gardana, and we're talking about the declining trust that Americans have in pastors. According to a Gallup survey, fewer people would rate pastors and clergy as having a high ethical standard or level of honesty. Well, why is that the case? And what challenges or even potential opportunities does this present for gospel preachers? We're going to discuss this in our episode today. For links to the story we're talking about and other related materials, check out the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 030923. Now for our story this week. Public trust in pastors falls to historic low. From Lifeway News, as fewer Americans interact with pastors on a regular basis, fewer say they trust clergy overall. Trust in pastors fell for the third straight year and reached an all-time low. Around one in three Americans, 34%, rate the honesty and ethical standards of clergy as high or very high, according to the latest Gallup survey. Further down in the article, it said, Previously, Americans said pastors had a high or very high ethical standard and level of honesty, reaching 67% in 1985. After a decade of decline, Americans' views of pastors rebounded through the 1990s and reached 64% in 2001 in the aftermath of the 9-11 attacks. Since then, however, the downward trajectory has only slowed briefly amid sexual abuse scandals that were first exposed in the Roman Catholic Church and have been revealed among other denominations and groups. Trust in pastors has fallen 30 points since 2001. A majority of Americans last had a high view of pastors' honesty in 2012. In 2018, for the first time, fewer than 40% highly rated pastors' ethical standards and honesty. After a brief rebound in 2019, fewer than two in five Americans have given pastors the highest rating in the past three years. So this is what we're going to talk about here for a little bit today, about this perception of pastors in the United States and how people trust them. But before we get into that discussion, Christopher, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you here tonight with us. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Well, we're going to get right into this discussion here and um, kind of talk about what's going on here and and really some of the challenges and and some other things that are involved in this. But to start with, I want to look at what that article talked about. It mentioned a couple possible reasons for this decline in the way the public perceives what is being referred to as pastors or clergy. It mentioned sexual abuse scandals. It mentioned that Americans just have fewer dealings with pastors, and so that that lack of familiarity causes a lack of trust there. Do you believe that these have contributed to this decline, or possibly are there some other factors that could be involved as well? Well, when you look at the the polls and the different ways they did the survey, you know, the the way they rated is you rate their honesty and ethical standards as 
very high, high, average, low, or very low. And so then I went to actually look at the uh, poll and, you know, the broad scope of like clergy or religious, you know, leaders, if you will, um, you know, really, if you were to add up the very high, which was like 8%, and then uh, the next one high 26%, and then the average, like another 45%, that still shows you that you know, there's a majority of people that still have a general trust for other human beings, including clergy, you know, those who would be in a religious type of designation. Uh, obviously, we don't refer to ourselves as clergy, but but that in that listing there, talking about those of a religious background, a religious leader, that type of thing, um, it was only 13% that were low and then 4% very low. So just adding those together, you know, that's just 17% of people who just basically say, I don't trust them at all. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, I know the article seems really bad and on one hand because it's going down here and there but overall i mean i think we really shouldn't be giving preachers or pastors or elders or deacons or you know giving them any higher level of trust than really anyone unless we we know them and we know their background we know what they stand for those kinds of things you know we shouldn't just be carte blanche just saying well you know he's the preacher you know well, he's also human, you know, um, and we all have flaws. Uh, Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, you know, we shouldn't be giving them a, any special pedestal in the sense of that they should have some super spiritual, uh, supernatural power to withstand temptation and everything else. And, you know, when you look at those examples they gave about the the abuse scandals and things, you know, generally speaking, you would say, yeah, I think I, I want to pay a little more closer attention and not just assume that because they claims, you know, to be moral or an ethical teacher that they are. Uh, I don't think we should just automatically assume they're not. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, with what you pointed out there, obviously, you know, these articles and things like that, they're meant to draw people in to read them. So sometimes you can have headlines that make things sound worse than they really are. But I think it's interesting that as you pointed out there, the largest number there are those who were right in the middle or kind of average that 45%. Yeah. 45%. So you have, (laughs) right. But what's, what's interesting about that to me is that in the past you did have people not necessarily, I mean, some would do this, as you said, like put pastors or preachers on a pedestal. Some people would do that. Mm-hmm. And others may not quite do that, but they they would generally recognize that those who are in these positions are ones who are trustworthy. Sure. And it's gotten to the point where they're just, well, they're just a regular, you know, regular guy or something like that. So sure. so there there is a little bit of decline, but you're right that it's not quite as, you know, as bad bleak. as as right yeah. it's not as bleak as yeah. what it might appear to be when we just read the headline but one of the things that that i thought of you know obviously these sex abuse scandals and as you know with as awful as those are that's going to contribute to not just you know pastors or clergy or whoever but also sure. you know organized religion in general it's going to it's going to cast a you know negative light on all of that especially mm-hmm. you know for a long time you had these that would keep happening in the Roman Catholic Church, as it mentioned in the article, but now it's it's not limited to that. It's other groups no. and other other churches. So for those who are 
not religious or just, you know, moderately religious, or they might believe in God, but they don't, you know, attend church services anywhere or something like that, that really makes them look kind of with distrust where for, for that group of people, it almost looks like, well, this religion, this organized religious churches, that this structure that they have, that almost contributes to this. So I think that's that's in there. But you're right that you do have that larger majority, or it's not quite a majority, but the largest number there who kind of would be indifferent, even though that number is going down to those who would trust those in mm-hmm. this, these positions. It is still kind of, you know, for a lot of people kind of in the in the middle of the road there. But one of the things that I thought of on this is that it meant, besides the things that it specifically mentioned in the article, that it seems like there's a lot of a lot of people in our society who just have a a general distrust of those who are in any kind of position of authority or perceived authority and right. when you have someone who's you know purportedly you know standing up and speaking on behalf of God that that there are a lot of people and this could be a positive we may talk about this more later in the discussion where people are are wanting to scrutinize that more but you have a lot of people who will just reject that outright because, right. well, who are you to say that, you know, what I'm doing is wrong or the way that the mm-hmm. lifestyle that I prefer is wrong. You know, Paul mentioned in first Thessalonians two and verse 13, that the reason why he was thankful for the brethren there in Thessalonica was because when they received the word that he spoke, they received it not as the word of men, but as the word of God. So that led them to take his message and apply it and and follow it. And for a lot of people today, they take the message that is that is being preached. And while we would want them to test it according to the scriptures, a lot of people are just saying, well, no, it's it can't possibly be that. It's just the word of man. And so they just reject it outright. Because you have this kind of general attitude of, you know, you people just don't want anyone telling them what to do or or telling them that that where the way that they want to live is not something they ought to be doing. So I think that's possibly right. another factor in this as well. I, I, I agree. Um, it, it's really just the, the cultural winds of this age, you know, to, to basically be skeptical of anything that is traditional, uh, historical, uh, you know, tearing down statues, you name it, you name it. And, and there's just this, this, uh, almost uh, just a, a built-in skepticism mm-hmm. to believe any of it. And and I think we're all affected by that in some way, um, you know, with all the different things going around. My my trust in many of these other professions that were listed there has gone down based upon some of the stuff that I've seen. And, you know, I, I think I think it's just part of the, our, the age we live in. Um, you know, I was thinking of some of the other things you you touched on that one. I was I was putting down the general social distrust and skepticism, you know, mm-hmm. just a, just a basically right off the bat, not wanting to believe because it disagrees with what they believe. And you you touched on something else too. You know, maybe we are exactly preaching what the Bible teaches, but but their emotions they're they're not driven by an analytical or uh, an objective standard. They're they're driven by an emotive response and the aesthetics of it. And, you know, so if it, if it doesn't seem polite or kind, or, you know, society's telling us that certain views are bigoted, 
then just before they ever analyze the scripture and see, well, does, is this what God says? Is this the way I should live? Just right off the bat, they're disregarding it and they're not going to even respond to it. Right. They trust their own heart and, and the, their own perceived And what system. society tells them too. Right. And society tells them to do this. So anything that that would question that, they see that as attack an attack against them. And so they it's, just... It's a form of... It's in a form of an oppression. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a form of oppression and and it is in their minds. Yeah, in yeah. their minds that that this is what uh, and so yeah, I think that's that's definitely part of it that that's why you have people kind of rejecting at least, at least some people are rejecting those who are in these positions. Now, I want to turn to this authority. Yeah. Yeah, that that authority there. I want to turn the discussion a little bit because for those of us, you know, you and I included who preach in churches of Christ, a lot of times we are quick to make a distinction between us as preachers and the religious world, what they define as pastors, which is really what this survey is talking about. And we make those distinctions as far as the role of a preacher and the way that people define the work or the role of a pastor as they perceive it. And so we might, on one hand, think that, well, that's not I'm not one of those that they're talking about. I'm not one of those that they're they're lumping together. The problem sure. with that is we might make that distinction, but the people the people around us they're not making that distinction. So there is a challenge there for us even if we could go to the scriptures and show no this is what, you know, I'm a preacher of the gospel. This is what I am. I'm not what you know, what is being described there as a priest or a pastor or anything like that, that there is a difference. But for a lot of people, they don't right. see that difference. So I was thinking, you know, how do we overcome that? Because even if we're not in that category and we would make right. the distinction, there's still something to be overcome there because the public perception would be the same for us just as it would be for for these other ones. And I thought of a passage in uh, Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, where Paul told Titus that in all things, show yourself to be an example of good deeds with purity and mm-hmm. doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, mm-hmm. which is beyond reproach, so that the opponent will be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. So in essence, mm-hmm. he's talking about this idea of you make sure that you conduct yourself in a way that there is no reason to accuse you of wrongdoing, that there are going to be sure. even preachers, but pastors and, and other you know clergy or whatever you want to call them that who do things that are that are completely contrary to what the Bible describes and are should not be trusted by anyone. We need to make sure that because this perception is there, be even more diligent to make sure that what we're doing, is what we ought to be doing, and that we are presenting the example that we need to be presenting before others. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I tried to look at the audience for the survey or the the research, and it just said, quote, American. So it doesn't even try to specify, uh, like, you know, Bible-believing, you know, Protestants or whatever, you know, or Catholics, or it, it, it just says broadly American. So that's why, you know, generally speaking, unless they are acquainted with you know, certainly what the Bible teaches, or they're just going to kind of lump everyone in the same category. And, you know, you may have that discussion with them. And if you never do, we still need to be doing like what you said there. Um, you know, I, I, I put in the notes, uh, first Peter two twelve, 
where Peter says to keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. And that's the ESV version. And so even there, you know, we might even be falsely accused or we may be lumped into a category with others who are bad actors. Mm-hmm. We still need to make sure we're doing what we can. And and part of that is by being living with an eye to be transparent among the congregation and, you know, the public, uh, not putting yourself in compromising positions. I know uh, there was a former vice president who basically said he was never going to be alone in a room with another woman that wasn't his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, he got made fun of, right? Oh, yeah. He but, got some flack you know, for that. As a, as, a, as a preacher, you know, you're counseling a married a married couple or maybe just the wife or just the, you know whatever you should not be in a room alone where you might you know someone later can accuse you of something and there's no witnesses and so there have been many times where i i made i made a special effort to pull someone else in the room with me and said hey uh i know we're having this conversation but i'm bringing along so and so because you know i just want to make sure everybody is on the same page you know and they're just kind of here they're not going to really you know they're not going to say anything. We're just here to discuss these things, but I just want to make sure you have this kind of reference and me too, you know, um, keep everything above board. And that way we're not trying to, you know, leave gaps in where somebody could accuse us of something. And, and then it's he said, she said, he said, he said, uh, we need to leave no doubt that we're trying to be faithful to the Lord and, and to our duty as a Christian and, you know, try to keep it, you know, keep the drama out of it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and this is a responsibility that we have regardless as of Christians. what public, right. Yeah. As Christians. And so yeah. th- what we're talking about here with the public perception, that's, yeah, this is something beside the point that regardless of how others view us, we need to make sure that we are taking sure. those efforts to make sure that we are above reproach. As you said, you know, being transparent, not putting ourselves in compromising situations or things like that. But we also, as we see that this is the climate that we're in, I want, I don't know if we should say that it's more important now because it's always important, but there may be greater difficulties that come if we're not careful in this, in this way that it could cause, it could cause things to, you know, accusations to be made or people just point the figure. They're already looking for a reason. And that passage, as you mentioned in first Peter two, that, you know, they're looking for a reason to, to accuse Christians or preachers or whoever it might be, they're looking for a reason to do that. So it's all the more Mm -hmm. important that we try to keep ourselves above reproach and make sure that we're doing what we ought to do and not only avoiding sin, but also avoiding the appearance of that where there's just no question about what we're doing or or haven't been doing. Now, as we we talk about this and, and we think about these, this perception and a lot of times we've talked about in the article mentioned that certain reasons why these perceptions are there. And so some of, some of this may be, at least for some might be warranted you know, for others and maybe, you know, us included that we might be unfairly lumped together with them. So we don't want to judge anyone unfairly, but is there any way that there could be some silver lining to this, that as people are, trusting pastors less than they have before, or maybe seeing them, as you mentioned at the beginning, just as no more trustworthy than anyone else. Is there any 
positives that come from that or opportunities that might be there for us in that because of the situation that we're in? Well, I was thinking about this uh, and basically what I was coming up with is that we should just trust but verify and we should never try to presume anything um, one way or the other. I shouldn't be assuming the worst of of a preacher, but I, I shouldn't also be just giving him a blank check and just trusting that everything he's doing is fine. Um, you know, just because they claim the mantle of of church leader, preacher, elder, deacon, um, you know, you'll know a tree by its fruits. You know, Jesus even warned about false prophets in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 15. He says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Well, that's going to happen. And you see that in the public eye. You see bad things come out about people. Uh, how do you tell? Well, he says in verse 16, you will recognize them by their fruits. You know, um, and then he reemphasized that a couple of verses later in verse 20, where it says you will recognize them by their fruits. Look at the fruit of their life um, and follow accordingly, you know, mm -hmm. and trust accordingly. Right. And uh, something that we touched on earlier in the discussion was uh, the idea of there's a greater scrutiny that's there and people are watching more. And and for those who are just looking for reasons to accuse, obviously that's you know, they're going to find something. that that's there. But but and they're going to always look for something. Yeah, they're always yeah. going to look for something. However, but on the as we try to look at a positive to that. Sure. You think about the what we're told in the in the New Testament about you know First Thessalonians five talks about how we need to examine everything carefully and and hold to what's good and abstain from evil and the Bereans are commended to us because they examined everything carefully they searched the scriptures to make sure that what Paul was saying was was so that that as we talked about earlier that we don't want to put preachers on a pedestal that well whatever they say we just going to believe it. And obviously we don't want people to do that with pastors or priests or anyone else. We don't want anyone to just accept what someone says just because they said it and they're in a position of, you know, a, supposedly a position of authority or able to speak on spiritual things. We need to right. scrutinize those things. We need to test those things. And if mm -hmm. this perception where where preachers or pastors or whoever it is where they're not trusted as much as they were before, or they're viewed as being no more or less trustworthy than anyone else, that could be an opportunity then to encourage people, which we've always done, but maybe people will listen more now to you know, sure. check and make sure that they're leading you the way that they ought to, and that they're leading you in the scriptures, because this could end up turning into an opportunity to help get people away from the leaders that they shouldn't be following and direct them to follow Christ. So that I, I could see as a potential silver lining to this. You know, um, one one personal story I can remember is someone was asking me, calling me up and asking me questions, Bible questions. And and uh, while I was flattered and, and thankful that they saw me as a trustworthy source to ask a question about the Bible, um, I've always directed them to the Bible and to look look up verses. And I even uh, remember getting this person uh, like a, just a reference uh, concordance where they could look up and I, you know, explain how to use it and everything else. That way, you know, if they were doing a word search or whatever, or a certain subject, uh, and it, it wouldn't have had anything that would have been doctrinally like dogmatic 
for any given religion. It was just cross-reference, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I've shown them how to use it. So, you know, if they had a question about, you know, repentance or faith or grace or any of those things, they could look for all the different verses concerning that subject and they wouldn't have to just rely on the one that I could recall to memory right then, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's nice to have a certain amount memorized where I can say, oh, well, this is where you need to go. But that'll also lead you down another trail when you start looking at the cross references for that verse. And and so that's that's one way I've always tried to emphasize even, you know, I'll, I'll be glad for you to come to me and ask me a question. But I also want to give you the tools that you can go and do your own, not not because I don't want to do it for you or I don't want to help you. But I want you to be able to, you know, verify. I want you to go and look at it and ex- examine it yourself, you know, right. so that you can have trust in the word and not just in my my estimation of it or my my good thought. Right. Yeah, I kind of I try to do something similar to that when you know, because, you know, I get questions too, just as you know, you you talked about and it's we might be able to recall certain passages, to, you know, and just say, well, this is what it says. And and sometimes what I try to do is say that, well, in this chapter and, you know, the end of, you know, Acts chapter two or whatever, it talks about this and and not necessarily quote a passage that I used to do that more, but I but I try to do it less now that that I kind of just say, well, it's in in this, you know, this part of the chapter and it talks about this and this is what's going on and and encourage them to go look it up and read it for themselves because I mm-hmm. could, you know, I could quote a passage and and tell them, well, this is what it says, this is what it this is what it means. And they might not see me as any different than someone else. But if I can get them mm-hmm. to look to the scriptures, because that's what's authoritative. It's not what I say. It's sure. what the scriptures say is is what's authoritative. That if I can get them to look to the scriptures and understand that, then then they'll know the truth and they'll be able to see it for themselves. So so yeah, like yeah. you said, that we're we're always willing to answer questions and and try to direct people to the truth, but we're also trying to help them see it for themselves and be able to I want them to have I want them to have faith in the word not in me right I mean I want them to exactly. have faith in me but I want their faith to not be because the preacher told me this is what it is I want them to be able to say this is what the Bible says right yeah we're trying to direct people to the Bible and so ultimately they're not following us they're following Christ amen so the perception that we've talked about here of the general public the perception of pastors is not positive, maybe for a lot of people, just kind of neutral, but it has been in decline as that article talked about that we've been discussing here today. And there are reasons for that, some legitimate, maybe some not, but it does present a challenge for us as preachers since we're going to be lumped in together with all of the rest of them. So, as but as we just talked about, it can also be an opportunity to lead people away from the preachers and pastors they don't need to be following and out of the churches they don't need to be a part of and help direct them to Christ. So there may be some challenges here, but there may be some opportunities too. So Christopher, do you have anything you want to add before we close today? No, I think we covered it. Uh, I just hope that we can do our part to stand for the truth and, you know, hopefully we can not be like the ones we see around us. Some some of the negative examples. Let us be the positive examples. Right. Let us be the ones that are what we ought to be and make sure that we're pointing mm. people to Christ. So, thanks. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I hope you found it to be interesting, informative, and helpful. 
For links to the story we talked about and other related materials, visit the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 030923. If you have a moment to rate and review the podcast or to share it with others that you think would be interested in it, that would certainly be appreciated. And if you are listening to this, remember that we are also uploading video versions of this to the Plain Bible Teaching YouTube channel. So that is available to you if you prefer the video to the audio. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel so you can see other videos that we post from time to time. And if you see a news story that you think would make for a good discussion, please email that to me at andy at plainbibleteaching.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Also, be sure to sign up for the Plain Bible Teaching Weekly Newsletter. This free newsletter will be delivered to your inbox each Friday with articles, podcasts, videos, sermon outlines, and more. Visit plainbibleteaching.com to subscribe today.